0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Second to None podcast. My name is Blaine Gilmer. I'm here with my co-host, Tavares King, and this is a lock-in Friday on the Second to None podcast, the show on the Believe podcast network that talks everything and all things SEC football, also streaming on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, and we are in partnership with the Sideline Sports Network, as you can see down on the bottom. And TK, it is a loaded slate of games yes, here on the sir. SEC Week 4 action.
2: It is, man. We got a really, really, really uh, strong week in SEC play, man. I'm excited to talk about it, lock in these picks today.
0: Speaking of strong, bringing the guest game on this show, is strong. TK has brought in his guy, Mr. Mike Evans, NFL receiver, who is, we were even talking about it at some point. Mike's building a, a Hall of Fame type resume. He's done done a lot of uh, amazing things in the league, did great things at Texas AM. So he's going to be on here in just a little bit to break down the Southwest Classic for us when Ar- Arkansas takes on his Texas AM. Aggie, so uh, glad to have that uh, and Mike on the show. And TK, you know, if there's anything that you can kind of bet on, whether it's Tom Brady or whether it was Johnny Manziel back in the day, uh, you can bet that if you throw up a 50 50 ball, Big Mike's going to come down with it. And uh, speaking of betting, we are presented by Bet online it's that time of year again and all eyes are turning to the football field and guys if you're wanting to get in on the action as always bet online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this year get all the updated odds and props and contests including the online's biggest half million dollar nfl mega contest the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest open now at bet online Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus at bet online bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online, your online sportsbook experts appreciate bet online for sponsoring the show. As always in TK one, speaking of uh, kind of betting and the lines, we touched on those on Wednesday and one of the more intriguing lines was this first game that we're going to cover. And the one that, that Mike Evans is going to talk to us about here in just a little bit is the Texas A&M Arkansas game. You can see if you're watching here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, Texas A&M a five point favorite. That line was five and a half when it opened up. It's moved down a little bit to the Razorbacks. And TK, that's a 3:30 Eastern kickoff in AT&T Stadium. Uh, just off the top, what are you what are you looking forward to when these two teams meet in the Southwest Classic?
2: Man, it'll be a very, very fun game to watch. I think we got two hard-nosed football teams that are going to try to pound the rock. You obviously know what Sam Pittman wants to do. He's a tough, gritty-type coach, and his team's been been playing like that. Um, So it'll be a fun game to watch, man. One thing I'm interested to see on the the, the A&M side is how Zach Calzada bounces back after a rough week, um, I think, at New Mexico State. you know when they brought pressure his his pass rating went
0: Phew. yeah it he, just, it just, when they brought when they, they brought more than four i think he dropped down to 42 uh pass completion rate so yeah he's got to learn to handle that handle that pressure a little bit i know that's something that uh that that mike and and you talked about a little bit here on the on the interview coming up but Man uh it, it backup quarterback situation you've been in those before as a as a player you know the other guys got a kind of next man up mentality but that is the most important position in sports tk i mean can just tell people what's it what's it like when you got a guy that's kind of being thrust into that position
2: well i mean one there it's going to be a hostile environment um even though it's Jerry neutral world. side, even though Yeah, even though side. even though it's neutral, it's gonna be it's gonna be hostile, it's gonna be exciting, it's Jerry World. Um two, dude, stepping into that role is is, is tough when you've lost a guy that is looked at to be the, the leader of an offense, the leader of a team, and you you're stepping in, you're stepping in those shoes, now all of those eyes are on you. Um so yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure there, but you know, I like to say Pressure is a privilege. Um, if he does the right things and goes out there, studies this week, uh, hell, the week's over. Um, it's, he's hopefully he's locked in. Uh, yeah. it's locked in Friday. He better, be, yeah. he better be
0: locked in. That game's in hopefully. about uh, less than
2: 24 hours, right? Hopefully, he's done all the right things though to put himself and his team in a good position, you know, to feel no good. No to doubt, because if he's done all those all those little things, and he he's he's going to be confident, and he's going to feel good, and he's going to be ready against this, what I think is a very very tough Arkansas defense.
0: Absolutely, and you can see right here, uh, Texas A and M. One thing that I think you talked about defense. One thing that I think Texas A and M needs to be concerned about is defensively. TK their their defense is allowing four point one yards per carry this year. That is not a good recipe when you're facing, as you can see over here, if you're watching on the YouTube channel. They're averaging Arkansas is averaging 282.3 <laughs> rushing yards per game. Uh, TK, when when the other when Texas A&M is averaging giving up four yards a carry, if you give four yards a carry or more to Sam Pittman and company, they'll take it all day long with KJ KJ Jefferson and and that. Group of running backs that they have over at Arkansas.
2: Yes, sir. Four yards is an amazing football play, and Sam Pittman will do that the whole way down the field. And I think I think if they if they if Texas A&M allow them to, then they will. KJ Jefferson, they'll run that read option, and he'll ride that thing out and make make good decisions, and they'll take what's given to them. Um, and if they're able to do that, it'll be it'll be a rough night, I think, for Texas A&M. Uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, you, you talk about uh, Arkansas has running backs like, like Traylon Smith, who's their leading rusher. And then, of course, they have a freshman whose name is Raheem Sanders. They call him Rocket Sanders. Uh, they got Domin- Dominique Johnson as well. So it's really kind of a three-headed monster in that backfield there outside of K.J. Jefferson on those designed runs and on the quarterback uh, reads that, that come in that option that read option game and you know TK one thing that I think is going to be important in this game like you already touched on is Zach Calzada versus the Blitz he's uh, just in a limited sample size completing like 42 percent of his passes against when they bring more than four and when the opposing defense brings more than four, four and one thing that you know Arkansas is going to have to be able to do is right now, Arkansas is sixth in the sec West in actually getting home to the quarterback. They've only got seven sacks on the year versus like an LSU that has 17 sacks on the year. So you've seen this with a Georgia team in the last couple of years. Um, You know, before this season, Georgia wasn't able to get home to the quarterback. Right? They created a lot of havoc. They were able to get the penetration, but they weren't able to get home. Arkansas needs to be able to get home to take care of Zach Calzada and this offense in this game, right?
2: Do they? Hey, do they need to get? Do they need to get home, or do they need to just bring pressure? I mean, that's true. Maybe, maybe he'll. uh... Yeah, I mean. When you create chaos and when you create havoc for a quarterback that is struggling, that has struggled, and you know that they're struggling, and they know they're struggling with uh, blitz blitz situations, then you don't always have to get home. Sometimes they're back there and they're like, <laughs> uh-oh, and they throw something they shouldn't have. You know, they, they make, make a mistake. So in my in my personal opinion, I think that they probably will get home. Uh, but they're not they don't they don't necessarily have to, but they're gonna come after them for sure.
0: And the two guys that they're going to be looking at to do that is Trey Williams, I call it DL, the the law firm of Williams and Williams up there up front for uh, for Arkansas. You got Trey Williams and Zach Williams. Uh, Zach Williams is a, is an is a Arkansas guy, but Trey Williams transferred in from Missouri after having a productive uh, career over there and each one of those, they lead the team in sacks. Trey Williams has two sacks, Zach Williams one-and-a-half, and you've got Trey Williams with two-and-a-half tackles for a loss, Zach Williams with two. So those those big uh, defensive linemen for Arkansas, which Sam Pittman has really tried to build depth there and things like that, uh, I feel like that's going to be a big key, not only to, as Mike's going to allude to in the interview, Texas a and going to need to try to run that ball a little bit, So they're going to have to stop the run, but if they can put that heat on Zach Calzada, uh, could be could be a long night for him. And then TK, the only other thing I really wanted to ask you about is, you know, you got two dynamic really receivers in this game. Uh, Texas A&M was was without Caleb Chapman, but they also could be without Anaya Smith, who got a concussion last week. Is listed day to day. There would been no, as of us recording it. There's there's been no uh, determination one way or the other. You know, how big is how big of a loss is that gonna be if they don't have nice Smith to go to for Zach Calzada?
2: I think that'll be huge. I mean, he's a guy that they they try to do a lot of different things with. They they put him all over the field. Um he he's somebody that is a very special player. You want the ball in his hands. So I think and they and it's evident that they try to get the ball in his hands. Um, so I think it'll be a definitely a big blow. But you know, next man up, guys have to step up, guys have to Guys have to step up and make plays, although they're, I mean, they're struggling at looking at this list. They're struggling. They're banged up out wide. Um, So again, more guys have to step up.
0: Then the other thing I was going to ask you very similar to kind of what you guys did uh, with Georgia being able to, when you were there, being able to run the football so effectively teams would have to, you know, try to bring extra hats into the box and stuff like that. And you'd get those, those one-on-one matchups trail it. Uh, Traylon Burks, when he gets those one on one matchups for Arkansas, I feel like that's going to be a key to the game because, you know, Arkansas is able to rush for 282 yards a game. So, TK, you got to do something defensively to negate the run. And when you do, tra- there's Traylon Burks one on one.
2: Right. Traylon Burks is a guy that's really special, probably one of the, the best uh, receivers in the league, probably top three um, receiver in, in the SEC. Um, and when, to your point, when you're running the ball well like Arkansas is running the ball, the other team takes no no note, note of that and they're stacked the box and that opens up the field. And with a guy like like Traylon Burks, you might you might have to have to have a guy over him. Um so they might run a run some some sort of a shell uh defense with a with a safety over top of them to to kind of prevent those big plays.
0: Yeah, and you know, when it comes to uh, Arkansas and they're they're Attempts to run the ball. We do want to note here before we make our prediction that it looks like they're going to be without Ricky Stromberg, their center, and without Dalton Wagner, another offensive lineman. So they could be without two fifths of that offensive line um in this game. So with that being said and all the schematic stuff we've talked about before we uh do our interview here, we transition our interview with Mike Evans. Go ahead and give me your prediction, your lock-in Friday prediction for the Southwest Classic.
2: My lock-in Friday prediction is Arkansas twenty four, Texas seventeen,
0: Texas AM, Excuse me, Texas A and M said Yeah, I like that. I, I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust this Texas A and M offense right now, uh, especially with. Just Zach Calzada, he's got – this is a prove-it game for Zach Calzada, right? Obviously, he's talented. You know, you don't get uh, recruited by Jimbo Fisher and brought to College Station to play ball if you're not talented. But there comes – there's a development period, right? And and experience, you only get it one way, by playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I I agree. I think that Arkansas creates some turnovers in this game. I think it will get uh, – tight late just because of the overall talent and that defense returning nine starters for AM and m is just a monster. Um, so I'm going to say it's a, a low-scoring victory as well uh, for Arkansas. I'm going to say they win late on a field goal, 27-24. So give me, give me the Razorbacks. But, uh, you know, to give a, even more insight of it from somebody who's uh, involved, invested in this in this rivalry, has played in it, we're going to bring on Mr. Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly of the Texas A&M Aggies. He's going to talk about this game and also some insights into, you know, just his time at Texas A&M and some stuff he's got going on in the league right now as well. So enjoy this interview with Mike Evans. And here on the Second to None podcast, we have our biggest, most special guest to date, Mr. Mike Evans. Who played at Texas A and M and is a Super Bowl champion wide receiver now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Going to bring him on here to discuss the Southwest Classic between Texas A and M and Arkansas. And here he is, Mr. Mike Evans, of course, from my co-host TK. Mike, appreciate you coming on with us.
2: Well, you ain't do that that justice, boy. First round pick, three time (laughs) Pro Bowler. You said the right thing, though, Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl champ, yeah, man, I'll yes, take that sir. one for
1: sure.
0: That's yes, what matters sir. the most, right? You get, get that get that ring over there. But, uh, Mike, Mike, obviously a tremendous career, two over 1,000-yard uh, seasons at your time in Texas A&M, really put that program into kind of the trajectory that it's going now, you guys did, with how, how uh, the time that you and Johnny and those kind of guys had over there, and now I just wanted to kind of touch on, you know, as an NFL player, obviously you got your own stuff going on. You're getting ready to get ready for games and all that kind of stuff. But uh, how much are you keeping tabs on the on the Aggies right now? Do you, do you get excited uh-huh. for game days every weekend?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you have something invested when you know you leave from college, and that, that's your alma mater. You want to you have something invested into you know watching that game. You know, I love watching all the games, but. You know, especially my school, my alma mater, and um, you know they're doing pretty good so far.
0: You got any Arkansas teammates that, uh, on your on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That you got anything riding on this week? Mm-hmm.
1: Or? Not, not right now. I don't think I have any. And if I do, then uh, they haven't told me. So. <laughs> they're not, they're not stepping up
2: or nothing. <laughs> they, don't, they don't, they don't want the smoke.
1: It's always a good game. So I mean, I know we're ranked high this year, but it's always a good, good game when we play Arkansas. So anything can happen. And
2: before, yeah. I know
0: TK's got a couple questions for you about your time at a and and things like that, but I wanted to just hear on the game, you got a couple things that, that may be a little worrisome for the, for the Aggies. So you got uh, Zach Calzada still getting his legs under him at quarterback. Um, I was going to ask you, first of all, when you've got a guy who's, you know, just, you're just trying to get that rapport with him, he's maybe just taking over the job, a backup, something like that. What are some things you can do either throughout the week or during the mm-hmm. game to kind of help out a quarterback getting that experience?
1: Well, first off you, you got to run the ball i mean you have to run the ball well we have um really great running backs you know Isaiah spiller we have the track star uh 18 yeah um, 18. yeah he's a beast really fast uh, and we have some other young guys that can that can run the ball as well but you definitely have to establish the run uh, I think jimbo's been doing a great job of that early this season and uh, you know the receivers just try to get as much separation as possible to, to give him easy throws. I mean that's all we can do as a wide out and then block in the run game.
0: Absolutely. DK?
1: Yeah man, I'm excited about this game. I wanted to talk
2: a little bit about your time at AM, man. Obviously, you played with probably one of the most uh iconic uh quarterbacks in our time in our yeah. in our playing era. I mean, History. We had, we had yeah, yeah, we had Tebow. <laughs> we had we had a few, we had Tebow. we had Cam, um but sh- hell, you played with Johnny Football. Yeah. Um <laughs> Talking about y'all's time at AM, and what was that one, What was that like uh, on campus? What was it? What was on campus life like for Mike Evans uh, at, at TAMU back in the day?
1: Uh, there wasn't much of it um, early on. Before I was playing, you know, I had classes on campus and things like that. But my my last year there, I had one class on campus, and then you know, my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, Ash, you know her. Uh, she should yeah, just yeah. drop me off in my class, you know. I, I it was like forty five minutes. Do what I needed to do, and then that's it. And then I will just leave ASAP.
2: I, But early I like on, I mean,
1: the, the campus is so big. I mean, Johnny Manziel could not walk on campus though.
2: That's He's wild. one guy
1: that he had to take all online classes his um his last year.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, like, I was thinking about this when I when I was thinking about what I was going to ask you. Y'all boys would have made so much money, fam. <laughs> With the, with all this NIL stuff, bro, y'all y'all would have y'all would have killed over there. Yeah, we would
1: I think we would have did well for ourselves. Johnny Manziel probably would have would have been a, a record breaker as far as money uh, brought in. I mean, he was such a big star. I mean, I've never really you know seen nothing like that. Um, well, now obviously with Tom, but before that, I never really seen anything like that. He was the biggest star that I had ever played with, and um, he was really fun to play with. He was an amazing player, and uh, you know he was he was cool to be around.
2: Yeah, bro, that's dope, man. I'm I'm glad you got the experience. That glad you were part of a, a successful when you get team. That national
1: championship, though. Nah, hey. nah,
2: bro. But, 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 you got you you got the pinnacle. You you yeah. got <laughs> that. You got that. Yeah. Super, you got that I definitely
1: pinnacle. wanted that national championship, though. It's nothing like college. It's nothing like college, man. Yeah, yeah. I, you're
2: right. You're right. You're right about you that. You played the playoffs. Year. I mean, yeah, that whole it's, it's great, different. but
1: you cannot beat that college atmosphere.
2: Yeah, yeah. Playing in the playoffs in the league is. It's fire, bro, but it's nothing like. I I'll give it a so- slight notch under yeah. like
1: a big time college game, like a big time conference game or something like that. Yeah,
2: I'm,
1: I'm with you on that. 100%. It's close,
0: but well, Mike, we were talking beforehand that this is you know it's a CBS 3:30 game, and you immediately mm-hmm. you said, "Man, I played in a, I played in a bunch of those. Yeah, y'all did some big time <laughs> atmosphere." But what I wanted to ask you is, do you are you a proponent of these college? Teams doing these neutral site games like they're doing, but wouldn't this game almost be, be to me, this game would be better if it was played at DWR or at, you know, the at college station every year, you know, back and forth instead of. It field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I've been a part of one of the one of the games where it was at a neutral site, uh, but I didn't play. Uh, but it was a great turnout. You still can't beat like the home field though. It has I like it better when it's I played at Arkansas, that was amazing. And then they played us um, in 2012 at Kyle Field, and uh, that was a great atmosphere as well. So I definitely think it should be – it shouldn't be neutral. But that's what they've been doing for a while, and um, those was pretty, pretty cool events still.
0: Yeah, we, going along those lines, TK and I have been talking about how home field after COVID, and you may have even experienced this in the NFL so far, you know, with the stadiums being empty and, and barely full and all that kind of stuff last year. Now it seems like that home field advantage. We watched the wideout game with Penn State and Auburn last week. We watched Alabama go down to Florida and get tested down there. It no. seems like that home field advantage is really ramped up. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. Absolutely. I don't know what the, the ticket disparity is gonna be in this game, but uh we'll see who shows up more AM fans or Arkansas fans? Yeah,
1: hey, come on, it's in Texas. A M is gonna definitely have more.
0: That's it. That's it. Definitely. Up in up in Dallas. Well, uh, you know, Mike, when we come when it comes down to, to this game and you're talking about really in the SEC West, who's trying to get to be pushing Alabama, right? Like yep. that's the that's where the goal is. How do you feel that that Jimbo has done so far? I know, you know, Kevin Sumlin was your guy and everything. Guy, yeah. How, how has he done kind of replace, replacing Kevin and, and getting the program where it needs to go?
1: I feel like he's doing a really good job. I mean, the players are responding well. I, I hear nothing but good things about him from, you know, the people that I, I know at Texas A&M. Um, they're ranked nationally. You know, last year they finished the highest. We finished in a really long time. I think they finished fourth in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, they're they're really physical, a really disciplined uh, bunch of kids, and uh, that's what he's instilling in them, I think. And um, you know, they're just trying to play like you know more smash mouth football. They're running the ball better. Uh, they're setting up the the pass off the run, and uh, I think I like where he's taking the the program.
0: Tk, you might have a bone to pick with Mike because uh, you you get your staff at Texas A and M over there, Mike. They're coming after Tk's guys out here in Georgia. Y'all recruiting <laughs> the same people now. It's, it's yeah. the same thing over and over.
2: Well, the cat I play with uh, at Georgia is out there right now. He's just a recruiting machine, bro. Uh, Nick Williams. Uh, yeah. he's, he, he's a recruiting machine, so he's taking all these cats out of South Georgia. You know, you know. Yeah, Georgia. We'll he's take them all. You know how we do that, yeah. Y'all top five, top
1: five football. Yeah, come on. I, I'm, I'm glad. Bro, I'm glad I'm, I like,
2: yeah, I like that acknowledgement. Yeah, we top five for sure, Mike. But yeah, man, uh, <laughs> we definitely top five. But yeah, Nick, Nick's doing a heck, heck of a job out there, um, recruiting as well. Uh, Jimbo, Jimbo's done a great job recruiting. Those recruits just got to start doing something for him, man. Y'all got to start reaping reaping the benefits of all
1: that, <laughs> definitely.
0: Well, you know they're they're getting closer. They had the Orange Bowl win last year. Um, if they if they're able to take care of business against Sam Pittman in this Arkansas, and I'm looking for just like you said, Mike, this is going to be a matchup of two physical ball clubs. Mike Elko and that defense over there at Texas a I mean, they bring it every single game. That defense is not fought.
1: their experience. I
0: yeah, like their them. their experience. The the offense is what has kind of had to come along. Uh, under under Jimbo, and I'm trying to figure out. You know, Jimbo, you see what Jameis famous Jameis is doing over there with the Saints. I mean, he tore up the Packers in Week One, and you know he he's a he's a Jimbo Fisher guy. So, yep. uh, how confident are you that he'll be able to bring Zach Calzada along now? You know, with his second start here and getting getting things going for this A and M offense.
1: I'm confident. I mean, you know, look at his track record. But you know, like I said earlier, we we have to run the ball. I mean, I feel like you know our best player or one of our best players, Isaiah Spiller. Um, he has to touch the ball. Uh, our backs have to touch the ball. Um, hopefully, a nice, uh nice Smith is healthy. Uh, we need him. He's our our do it all guy. Swiss Army knife. Line him up out wide in the slot, running back, jet sweeps, return. He can do it all. And then uh, you know, guys got to step up if he's out.
2: Yeah, I I one thousand percent agree with that, Mike. Uh, y'all got to be able to run the ball. Um, the track record shows that Cal- Calzada can't throw under pressure, so running the ball will be huge. Um, yeah. Yeah, one, one game, though, huge.
1: one game, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it New Mexico State, win. but you know, I'm it looking for him to improve win. and hopefully. Well, I was, I was uh, couldn't. Colorado, in, yeah, Colorado came in for in Colorado and then uh, beat yeah. New Mexico State,
2: yeah, but you know, again, bumper pool, uh, Jalen Catalan. Them boys, hey, them boys bring the smoke over there, Arizona. Or, uh, it's going to be, it's
1: gonna be yeah. a good game. I'm excited about it. I, don't, I just, don't know much about Arkansas right now. I usually, like, you know, keep up with the SEC guys, but right now I don't really know much about them. But I'm going to find out Saturday.
0: Absolutely. Well, we wish uh, we wish that you hadn't, uh, you know, had to beat up so bad on our Falcons last week, Mike. I mean, I know I'm, I'm a Falcons guy being down here at Georgia. Y'all took them to the woodshed, especially late there. Just yeah, doing- it,
1: was close, it was a close game. It was closer than the, the score said. They put up a, a really good fight.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And uh, last last thing, man, we talked about Johnny football, but you might be the answer to a trivia question. Who's the only guy to like play with Johnny Manziel and Tom Brady? So, you know, what? what's it like now playing with the greatest quarterback to ever live?
1: I mean, it's an amazing feeling. I mean, it's all that, you know, it seems it would be. Uh, he's a hardworking guy. He pushes his teammates. He push, pushes us to be the best we can be. He gives us knowledge uh, on the field and off the field. And, uh, you know, he's an unbelievable teammate. You know, uh, I didn't even grow up a Tom Brady fan, but I see why so many people did. I mean, he's an unbelievable guy and player. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful to be playing with him. And uh, I also played with Jameis Winston, who won the Heisman. <laughs> Donovan Zell won the Heisman. So I played with some pretty popular quarterbacks, pretty great players. Uh, so I've been very fortunate in that, uh, that area.
0: So what we may could say we may say the common link here is Mike Evans. Mike Evans yeah. is the one making all these guys great. You know, yeah, you, you the definitely, guy.
1: I definitely do my part. I definitely do my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get I it, it for Brad. That's for, for sure, sure bro. That's for
2: sure. Well, man, it's it's, it's definitely good. Two things good to see: one that you still the same humble dude. Man, I hit you up, Mike. You want to hop on the show? You was like, yeah, for sure. So
1: yeah, no problem. It's, it's for it's, my it's, boy.
2: Yeah, it's definitely good to see that. And two, you still crushing these these little DBs, bro. I love to see that, bro. I never forget you know how you did. I ne- never forget how you did T-New, bro. I'll never forget that.
1: I have, man. Yeah, he was a great uh, guy, man. But I have to do it to him. Got to
2: for sure. Yeah, man. My last question is this, bro. You've been quoted saying that you think you guys are better than before, better than oh, last year. Yeah. I personally agree with that statement. Oh, I think you guys have. Multiple, multiple people around you—the experience that you guys got last year, the ups and downs that you went through last mm-hmm. year. So my question is: repeat.
1: I mean, that's the plan. You know, I'm a—you know how it is in the NFL. It's one game at a time, man. This this stuff ain't easy. It ain't easy to win in the regular season. It's definitely not easy to win in the postseason. Uh, but I mean, definitely that's the goal. I mean, I don't see why not. Got to, got to keep winning. Got to stay healthy is the main thing, and uh, just keep working. And uh, you know we yeah. got the players that can do it. Well,
2: no doubt, I I believe it. Y'all just keep stacking good days down there, man. I'm riding with y'all. Yes,
0: sir. The next step towards that repeat comes Sunday when they go out to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Uh, another Georgia boy, you, you got Matt Stafford out there, TK. So, yeah. uh, so uh, Mike Mike versus the Mike and the Bucks versus the Rams on Sunday. Hopefully, he'll have a uh, for his sake. Hopefully, he'll have a good good feeling after Texas A uh, faces off against Arkansas. We'll see. You got a score. Momentum. You got a score predict, uh, prediction. You're going to throw out there for us.
1: Um, I haven't seen them, so I can't give a score. But it, it, just for fun, let's see. We'll do probably a low-scoring game, like lower score. Let's say twenty-eight, seventeen. Aggies. There you
0: go, twenty eight 17, seventeen. We when we posted the the preview the other day, we had somebody. The first comment was twenty eight seventeen hog. So you and that person will be going head <laughs> to head. Same All thing. Right. All <laughs> right, we're gonna see. <laughs> right there at it. So, uh, guys, this has been a special interview here on the Second None Podcast, presented by Rowdy Wellness, and we it's been with none other than Mr. Mike Evans. Mike, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Appreciate no you being doc. No problem, fellas. Thank y'all for having me.
0: Yes,
2: sir. SEC.
0: We certainly appreciate Mike Evans coming on here to the Second to None podcast. Now, TK, we want to give our predictions here uh, for the LSU and Mississippi State game. We'll go ahead and throw the graphic up on the screen. TK, some stuff that, that jumps out right off the bat. Of course, LSU two and a half point favorite going to a noon kickoff, which will be 11 a.m. Central time out there. So a very early start for those guys. That, that's already kind of a Red flag right there maybe for the the road team just not being at home and having to wake up so early. You know how that is, uh, TK, with all that kind of stuff. But, of course, Mississippi State won last year 44-34. to Mike Leach uh, and company really surprising LSU. But, TK, just wanted to uh, ask you, you know, when it comes to this game, this matchup, an LSU team that has struggled defensively; they're still trying to find totally their identity on offense as well. Uh, what are your thoughts, you know, coming into this matchup?
2: Man, my thoughts are that they're going to have to score a lot of points. Um, I really feel like that, you know, uh, Max and Max Johnson and those guys are going to have to score a lot of points on offense um, on Saturday, um, solely because. Their defense is struggling, but I think they're capable of it. Um, Jack Best, Deion Smith are guys that are stepping up, um, making plays. Um, I think they're capable of it, but I think they're going to have, I really think think they're gonna have to score a lot of points, bro.
0: No doubt, and as you can see on here, LSU is only rushing the ball for eighty six yards a game, so they're only getting eighty six yards rushing on offense a game. That they they have to be able to help Max Johnson out more in that running game and not have to put. He's a fine quarterback and he's able to throw for the high three hundreds and you know low four hundreds in a game if if asked to. But it's always a quarterback and offense's best friend. TK, if you're able to run the football a little bit better, but it's not going to be easy sledding on that Zach Arnett. Uh, that Zach Arnett defense, as uh, you and I have you know, talked about, there's guys like Jet Johnson who stepped up at middle linebacker when Nathaniel Watson went down. He leads the team with 21 tackles. Uh, Randy Charlton is a, is a junior transfer from UCF. He's played a lot of football, has experience, and he's starting to step up. Zach Arnett not, uh, noted both of those guys this week. So it's going to be interesting to see how this LSU offense goes about tacking a good, what I consider to be a good defense uh, for Mississippi State. I mean, they lost to, to Memphis last week, TK, but they held them uh, over 400 yards underneath their average yardage output.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that they're playing better and better um, each week, which um, kind of I think sucks for LSU because, again, I think they're going to have to score a lot of points. And the reason that I say that is because they are – they lost Andre Anthony, um, DN. They we don't know what's going on with Stingley. Um
0: It looks like he's going to be out. I mean, it, it, Ed Orgeron said tonight in a press conference that he looks highly questionable for the game. So,
2: so yeah, so they're thin. They're already they're they're. It's a struggling it's a struggling tackling defense that is now thinner up front. Um, so I, I I think that it. it it, it has the potential to, to be an ugly one.
0: No doubt. Like I said, lost Andre Anthony for the year, as TK mentioned. He had five and a half sacks last year in 2020. This year, he was already up to three and a half sacks with four and a half tackles for a loss. That loss is going to force LSU to move Mason Smith, a true freshman, out from defensive tackle out to more of a defensive end. So you have Mason Smith, Ali Gay, and B.J. Ojolari, who are going to be that kind of three-man rotation Ed Orgeron alluded to earlier this week at defensive end. Uh, and they're, they're 83rd in the country, TK, offensive line-wise. They've allowed seven sacks this year, LSU has. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up uh, happening with that, with that group. Right there um, on LSU's offense, especially if they're having to drop back a lot because they're not able to run the ball. And over on the Mississippi State side, just wanted to run through some things. They're throwing the ball, TK seventy six point five percent of the time. You would have loved to play in that offense, wouldn't you?
2: What? What? what line me up. I wish I had some eligibility right now.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. TK TK was uh you know used to maybe the, the you know play action, throw him a deep post every once in a while at Georgia. Hey, uh, we're going to play action and run a digger out there, TK, run to the sideline. Every once in a while, but he still he still got it done. Nine hundred fifty yards that senior year. He was he was almost the second receiver in Georgia history to uh, get the thousand yard mark with uh, Terrence Edwards over there. So TK he will is. live in Georgia immortality forever over there with that offensive output. But uh, Rogers, Will Rogers for Mississippi State is completing seventy four point eight percent of his passes. So he's really he's really doing his thing over there. And as I mentioned, defensively. They're stepping up. They're only allowing, at, on average, 14 first downs a game, TK, and that's not a that's not a high number. I mean, you see some of the more proficient offenses out there getting, getting 24, 25, 26. Even those Alabama and Clemson teams a couple years ago were getting 29 and 30 first downs a game, so that is a low number. Uh, I'm intrigued by it, so let's go ahead and give our uh, give our picks uh, right here, TK. Who do you like between LSU and Mississippi State and, and why?
2: I mean, I think you could hear it uh, in what I was saying a little bit, but I mean, I like Mississippi State again. I think, I think LSU's just struggling right now, bro. I think they're struggling, de- struggling defensively. Um, and if and if Max Johnson and, and that offense can't score a lot of points and um, keep them in this game, I, I don't, I don't think their defense will be able to do it. So, I think Mississippi State by at least fourteen. 14-
0: Wow, he's thinking it's going to be a a, a just blowout game. them cowboys, them cowbells, going to be rocking down there. They
2: beat, them, they beat the- them by ten last year. Are they better or worse than last year?
0: They did beat them by ten. I think this Leach program has gotten better. Then I think they're better defensively as well. But I also think, uh, I just think LSU with with uh, Kayshawn Boutte and and Jack Besh and Deion Smith, I think they are going to be able to do some things to hurt that that yeah. Mississippi State team. But I'm still picking. The Bulldogs to win at home. I'm just doing it a little bit closer than you. I'm going to say Mississippi State wins this game, 45 to 41. I'm going to say it's a absolute barn burner. I'm going to say 45, 40, 41. Uh, Mississippi State over. LSU TK for our last key matchup here this week in the SEC. We have Tennessee at Florida. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that graphic up here on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. You can see Tennessee and Florida both two and one. On the year, Florida with that conference loss to Alabama last week, but a close one there in the swamp. You can see that line has moved down a little bit. A little bit of money coming in on Tennessee. It was twenty earlier in the week. It's come down to Florida minus nineteen and a seven p.m. kickoff there in the swamp. As you have this, you know, historic rivalry with another chapter. UT's lost eight in a row down in the swamp. TK they've lost four in a row total. So uh, Tennessee and Florida. Uh, you know, what's, what's the, what's the vibe going into this one? What are, what are, what's your research taught you here TK? What do you think?
2: Man? uh Well, if research tells us anything, it tells us that we should be taking Florida in this one. And, and, and I think I'm going to stick with good old research because um, every drone obviously struggled, but they get AR, they might be getting AR 15 back in full, into full capacity, but, Um, if they do get him back, I think that they really steamroll Tennessee, you know, uh, you know, hooker or Milton, you know, you kind of got, this is a kind of a a four quarterback situation we got going on here.
0: Absolutely Um, crazy. How many quarterbacks could play in this game?
2: Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild, but, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that if, if Joe Milton's he- healthy and, and can roll, I think that that's, that's who gives Tennessee the better opportunity, honestly, in my own opinion.
0: Well, TK, I love the uh, the saying, styles make fights, right? Uh, that's what they say in you know, UFC and all this kind of stuff that I've said before. I see a Rodney Garner. You know a little bit about Rodney Garner, don't you?
2: Co- uh, Coach G, uh, that's the man. Uh,
0: a Rodney Garner coach defensive line that's only given up one point seven yards per carry. I joked with uh, somebody earlier this week. Rodney Garner's been been around, you know, since Moses. I mean, he was over there. He he knows what's going on with uh with how to play defense on that front in the SEC. And they're only giving up one point seven yards a carry this year, TK. I don't care who you're playing only giving up 1.7 yards of carry that's strong on that defensive front. So I like that matchup of a strong front seven for Tennessee versus that strong running game of Florida. It's, it's uh, it's intriguing to me. I I want to see how Florida does because let's be honest, TK, I know Alabama's Alabama, but that defensive front didn't look great against Alabama. There were, there was missed assignments and all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah, there were, um, you know, speaking on this line, being in 19, I, 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 I think it might may, may be a little high. Um I think this game will probably be a little closer than that. probably uh probably a uh thirty I'm calling a thirty four ooh, thirty five, thirty five twenty eight game.
0: So you're going to think it's within a touchdown. That, that would be, honestly, to me, that would be a huge, uh, almost a moral victory for 10. I know there's no such thing as moral victories in the SEC, but if Josh Heupel is able to go in and keep it close after what uh, Florida did against Alabama last week in the Swamp, I think that would be a big, big deal. I do question, you know, is, is Florida able to get over the emotional – Uh, drain it was of losing on a failed two-point conversion to that Alabama team having to refocus you know they beat they beat Tennessee so many years in a row this rivalry's kind of lost its luster a little bit I wonder if Josh Heupel and company can you know get some things uh, ironed out offensively and then lean on that defense a little bit Um, they do get uh, Cooper Mays, the brother of Cade Mays, who was formerly at Georgia, Uh, Cade Mays plays tackle for him, but Cooper Mays is their center. So, TK, when you get your center back on offense, especially as fast as Josh Hypo wants to play, I mean, snapping the ball like every 10 seconds. This is like Mm -hmm. warp speed type stuff. Uh, Just talk about when you get that guy in the middle of your offensive lineback, how do you think that might affect Tennessee in this game?
2: Well, I think it's huge. That's a huge position. My my college roommate was Ben Jones, who was our center and center for the Tennessee Titans now. Um those guys have a lot of responsibility sometimes, um uh, making calls, ID in the mic. Um they're 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 really the the leader of that offensive line. So you're kind of getting a leader back from that standpoint, a vocal leader, somebody that communicates um up front. So I think that could play a big role as well in this game being a little bit closer than some, might think.
0: Yeah, and uh, t- uh you know, Florida held Alabama also defensively they held Alabama under 100 yards rushing. So, on both sides the Florida trenches were uh were dominant. You said 35-28 Florida over Tennessee. I'm going to take the Gators as well, but I also think it'll be closer than most people think. I'm going to say uh Florida I-, I like that Tennessee defense. I think they're going to hold them uh, under a little bit. I'm going to say Florida 31 31- and Tennessee twenty one. I'm gonna go ten ten point game on it. And then TK, uh just to kind of round out our show here, our other games. We have Missouri over Boston Missouri against Boston College at Boston College. Now remember Phil Jakovic, the quarterback for Boston College, is out. So real kind of rapid fire on these. Who do you like in Missouri versus Boston College?
2: Uh I'm 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 going with Mizzou on this one. I, I think um their running game is going to get them to to victory for sure in this one. I don't th- I don't think BCC's the type of um, offensive lineman one, um, but the type of backs week in and week out that they're going to see um, this Saturday.
0: Yeah, Tyler Beatty's already had a 200-yard uh, rushing game, uh, single game performance in this year. They're one and a half point favorite on the road. I think they cover that. I like Missouri to win on the road. We don't even have to mention Georgia and Vanderbilt because we both know that that spanking is coming over there. They're a 34-point favorite in uh, the Georgia's home away from home there in Nashville. It's gonna be a lot of red, red and black there in Nashville. As uh you know the Georgia that's, people, that's, that's the crew. The Georgia people like to go party on Broadway up there, man. You know, you know how that is. Um, yeah, honky tonk. That's it. That's it. They're going to Tootsie's up there. You might find TK. TK may make a ride up there. Go go be on the on the stage at Tootsie's before this thing's over with. Who who knows? You can find me
2: at uh Ten roof.
0: Ten roof. <laughs> ten roof. Going to Blake Shelton or Luke Bryan's place over there. Who, who knows what's going to happen? But then you got uh, Auburn hosting Georgia State. Uh, Auburn played a, a played a good ball game against Penn State last week, but I think we'll both know that they're going to take care of Georgia State. Um, Alabama, of course, gets Southern Miss. Lord help Southern Miss with that. Uh, you know, Nick Saban was just—he's jumping on media members this week, you know, telling them, asking them if any of them ever played
2: ball before. All this, hey, hey, of- hey with this two weeks in a row, he he's had you know issues with the way his teams perform, so you can expect that they're going to slack. Van boys,
0: yeah, and then the last one that's a kind of an intriguing matchup to me is Will Levis, Kentucky. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, of course, the great running back for Kentucky that Mark Stoops led team is going to go into Columbia and face a Shane Beamer team at night. Shane Beamer, of course, uh, and the South Carolina Gamecocks lost forty to thirteen to Georgia last week, but Shane Beamer is really uh trying to rally that program and putting a lot of energy into it. He's asked all the the student section to show up early. He's asked the 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 people at the South Carolina version of their uh kind of what Georgia has with the dog walk, their gamecock walk, all that kind of stuff to to show up early uh and, and be loud. So do you think the road environment at all uh, bothers Kentucky after they come off that sleepy performance against Chattanooga?
2: Man, I've I've uh I've played in that stadium. Uh, Was it William Bryce Stadium? William Bryce. It gets loud. It gets very loud in there, man. They turn that sandstorm on. It's loud. It's Bobby in there. (laughs) It's Bobby in there, man. So, um, yeah, it could, it could, it could get hectic, man. And and Coach Beamer, I think he's, I think he's honestly doing a good job with those guys in that program, rallying those guys, rallying those those fans. they just got to give him time to to get things in order, but um, I don't think it'll be enough. I don't think it'll be enough for Will Levis and that Kentucky offense. Um, They're rolling, man. They they look really good. They look the best that I've seen them look. Um, He's got weapons outside as well. Um, And then you said it, uh, Coach Stoops and that defense is playing well as well. So um, I, I, I think I think it'll be a, a, a good game. Uh, Kentucky comes out on top. What's the line?
0: Five, uh, Kentucky minus five.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give them a little more than that. I'm going twenty eight to fourteen.
0: Yeah, and and I think that South Carolina uh, defensive front has some things to to be proud of and lead on. Jordan Birch is a is an excellent player up there, but I just don't know how they're going to do on the back end. And I think Wandell Robinson is a is a beast, is a player. I mean, the guy's got three hundred thirty seven uh, yards already on the season. So I like Will Levis and Rondell Robinson to get them loosened up early, and then Chris Rodriguez to take care of things on the run game late. I'm going to go with Kentucky winning this one in a more convincing fashion. I think they're going to win this one 42 to 24. I'm going to I'm going to say 42-24. They give they they give up some points I think to South Carolina and Luke Doty at the at home early, but I think late on they t- forced some turnovers, things like that and put some points on the board.
2: You think they going to hang 42 on them?
0: 42. I really do. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go 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 crazy with Will Levis uh, over there. I think uh, that 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 Kentucky offense is is ticked off how they played against uh, Chattanooga, and I think they're gonna come out firing, man.
2: Yeah, they're gonna come out firing, but forty two is a lot, and, and we just we just drop forty two on that head. So hey, Georgia, so that's,
0: Georgia called the dogs off. You know, what I'm saying like they 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 took people out, they did all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Kentucky, it'll be close enough where Kentucky will be. All the way to the end, uh, playing this one out. And I think they score score a couple of cheapies late. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. All right. Well, guys, we have covered all the games here on this lock-in Friday. Had a great guest there in Mike Evans on the second to none podcast appreciate mike coming out that that interview was brought to you by rowdy wellness and uh, we'll be telling you more about rowdy wellness as we as we get into a couple uh more shows here as we bring on some more guests but uh definitely go to rowdywellness.com and check out everything going on over there but in terms of here on the second and none podcast i'm blaine gilmer this is my co-host tavaris king we're on the believe Uh, podcast network and 365 sports youtube channel brought in partnership by the sideline sports network check them out there on the screen at the bottom and we will catch you on monday for a reaction monday to this loaded week four of sec action thank you guys and we'll catch you next time
2: life is a highway and on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
0: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more.